I'm very much an inbound uh, methodology kind of person about making very client centric and making it all about being real people. And I think that's at the heart of making sales social, whether it's literally on social media or not, it's about being a person, providing value, leading with value, you know, valuing the people you're helping and, and letting that come back to you. Welcome to the Making Sales Social Podcast, featuring the top voices in sales and marketing. Join hosts Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick as they discuss the best tips and strategies they are teaching their clients so you can leverage them for your own virtual and social selling. Here are your hosts, Bryn Tillman and Bill McCormick. Welcome to Making Sales Social. I'm Bill McCormick. And I'm Bryn Tillman. So Bryn, who's joining us today? I am so excited. We have Richard Rothstein here. We've been connected probably for about four years. We originally met through Fred Diamond's IES, um, Institute for Excellence in Sales, where I presented. We've been kind of buddies on LinkedIn ever since. And I'm really excited because he brings a whole other level of conversation that we haven't had on the show yet. So welcome. Tell everyone a little bit about you. Thank you, Bryn. Uh, yes, I am Richard Rothstein. I'm the CEO and founder of Rothstein Consulting. And so uh, for now, gosh, like 20 years, I've been in this crazy sales, marketing, uh, you know, boots on the ground, management world, doing all kinds of different stuff. Uh, these days, uh, Rothstein Consulting is a growth agency. So we help our clients, uh, which are a lot of uh, professional service organizations like accountants or lawyers, and also high growth startups. Um, it can be SaaS or you know anything else that's pretty disruptive in the field and has some cool new take on something. Um, but we help them avoid the three biggest mistakes you make when you're looking for growth. And that is your sales processes, your marketing programs, and your recruitment efforts. And uh, so we come alongside them. We make sure that they don't make those mistakes and can manage their growth really well. Awesome. And what I have learned from you a little bit, and I don't know if we're going to go in this direction in a little while, is your email and cadence. Yeah. And it's a little yeah. bit different than other people in the space. But Bill has a question for you before we go there. Okay. Yeah. And, and so I, I think that's the direction we will go in. I love that direction. But first, Richard, we ask every guest the same question to start out. What does making self social mean to you? So I'm very much an inbound uh, methodology kind of person about making very client centric and making it all about being real people. And I think that's at the heart of making sales social, whether it's literally on social media or not, it's about being a person, providing value, leading with value, you know, valuing the people you're helping and, and letting that come back to you. I love that. And, and so I'm very interested to, to hear now how you do that with, with, a, with an email cadence. Because honestly, I get emails every day. So my LinkedIn um, name is Bill McCormick and I have a comma and then I have an industry designation left over from my promotional product years of Massey, M-A-S-I. Uh -huh. I can't tell you how many emails I get that are to Massey. So talk a little bit about this email email cadence. Yeah, so definitely um, I am as big a downer on, on automation on LinkedIn as you guys are. I hate it. In fact, I actually have a special character in front of my name with a space so that I can so I can help see that a little bit of like, oh, okay, I'm not star. My name's Richard. So thanks for playing. Go over there. Yeah. But with email, you can do a lot better job of personalization, you know, than, than a lot of people do now. And certainly 
there are people that do this badly, right? But the whole point of, and, and I'm kind of going to talk about sales automation in general, um, the idea of not just it being a email cadence or a you know sale or, or a phone call cadence, but it being one big sequence, right? And so I use HubSpot personally. Um, certainly other tools can do this, but you know I'm a HubSpot service provider. And so that's part of what I set up for all my clients is one of the cool things is when you're calling through somebody, you can kind of create a list and say, you know, similar to what you guys do when you're working your LinkedIn stuff, right? Is you take the take the list and you do an Excel sheet. Well, you know, in HubSpot, you kind of break down your database and you can say, okay, well, I'm going to call through this segment. And then you can say, well, if I didn't get through on the first call, then I put somebody in a sequence. And so I don't know how, how deep you've gone into this with your clients, with, with, with your show here. Uh, so w- the numbers are that it takes at least eight, eight attempts to contact somebody. Wow. It, it used to take like 3.8974, something long like that. But basically it used to take kind four. Like pie. Right, yeah. It used to take four in 2017. So in four years, the number of co- minimum contacts, attempts you need to be making has doubled. I don't know about you. I've been in sales 20 years. That makes me gulp a little bit because if I want to get the same amount of results, I don't have the ability to do double the amount of work and double the amount of contacts. Okay. Mm-hmm. The good news is, is that with technology, you don't have to. You can create a, you can create a system. I wouldn't recommend doing this all email alone. I recommend an integrated approach where you know you have a system. I know HubSpot does this. There are other CRMs that do this. But um, that, you know, or create kind of an automation kind of thing where you have a sequence where it feeds you. It says, okay, today, here are your tasks. You need to call these people. And then once you let the system know you made the call attempt, then the next day it knows to send an email, right? And so you do this. You can set this up for your eight attempts. We and used then you, to use sales loft to do that. Right, the, right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a similar kind of idea. But, you know, it's, and, and that's kind of, I think the way that, you know, I've been able to be successful these days. I mean, look, I used to be, I used to hit those phones hard, like back when it mattered, back when people were like, whoa, you did that manually. You know, I did 150, 200 dials a day, but the problem is it doesn't really matter that much anymore because it's about how you're getting a hold of people. Cause uh, you know, that's what makes it important that it's a mix too, is because if, if some people don't respond to your email, some people don't respond to your, you know, your phone calls. Some people, they're going to respond to each. And, you know, the cool thing about when you have like a sequence of tasks instead is, you know, there are all these different methods that you can get a hold of people now and you can't necessarily truly automate them, but you can have lists of tasks and reminders that tell you, hey, today actively poke this person on LinkedIn, you know, today text this person. Now text is a bad example of that because you can automate that into, you know, a system like a HubSpot, but, you know, something like LinkedIn, I wouldn't recommend. There are a lot of automated texts now. Yeah, there are. I, I'm signed like Jeb Blunt from, for example, I think I get a text a day from him. And I yeah. see name, I'm like, Jeb is texting me. Yeah. So I think what it, what I hear you saying is it's okay to automate a structure, but not the messaging so much. So what you're saying is what you're being pro you're being proactive in in a in creating a structure and a um and a cadence that's multifaceted, multi-channel, multi, multi-platform, because not everyone responds the same way, right? And, and we, right. Need to, we need to contact and communicate with our clients and our prospects how they wanna be contacted and communicated, not how we 
we care to. I, you know, right. Bryn may may want to reach out to someone on LinkedIn, but if they don't use LinkedIn regularly, that may not be effective. I may want to call someone, but if I've got their business phone number and it doesn't ring through to their cell and they're working from home, which almost everyone is still doing, then then that's not effective. So here's my next question. In the messaging, how do you stand out from the other 15 or 20 messages I get every day, emails I get every day that say kind of the same thing, like we help companies just like yours? Right. So and, and that's important. Um, that's where segmentation really comes into play. So, for instance, for me, actually, part of what kicked off this whole process here is um, at the end of last year, I made a major effort to do a better job of segmenting my database, right? Shoemaker's children, you know, didn't have shoes, right? So segmented, and I created a segment of there that was, you know, I created a special field so that I could, you know, look at that. And um, it was basically what kind of contact were you, right? Were you, you know, startup? Were you accounting firm? Were you somebody who'd be a good referral partner? And of course, Bryn landed in my referral partners pile. So one of the things I did, you know, that I'm that I'm still doing actually is I, I did ex I'm doing exactly what I'm talking to you guys about, right? I have a big list of and it was like 500 people. So I first shot out shot out a marketing I shot out a couple of marketing emails to them, and you know, based on how that segmented out, um, I wound up creating a list of like something like 150 people to just dial through. And when I didn't get a hold of them, I would put them in one of these sequences that then had you know eight touches after it through various means. Um, Bryn picked up, you know, um, but so that's, Who knew? I know. And then we had a good call with golf from that. But one thing that's interesting is, you know, I had her in those, but I fully expect her to not pick up. And for me to then go, oh, you know what? Let me reach out to her on LinkedIn because, you know, she's, you know, the queen of, of social selling. Right. And, and there are other clients that I have that never pick up their phone, but will have like a half hour long conversation with me on text. You know, there are other people that phone is the only way I get a hold of them. So, you know, yeah. And some people actually, there was one guy I was talking to for for a few months on 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 Facebook Messenger. He he wouldn't pick up the phone with me. Yeah, he picked up the phone once or twice, but he didn't like talking on the phone. He didn't like doing email. You know, it was it was Facebook Messenger. So you you never know. And you know, you do have to have that variety of ways to do it. But it's it's about personalization, right? If I was sending something to Bryn, I would want to make sure that I looked at that email sequence and said, where are some things that I can kind of inject little personal things that I know about Bryn mm -hmm. that are helpful? You know, and some of this, you can, you're, you'd be surprised how much personalization you can automate based mm -hmm. on what level of, based on what information you've put in your database, what fields, that kind of thing. Because at the end of the day, the automation, the, the personalization that people are looking for isn't necessarily just, you know, this is specifically targeted at Bryn Tillman and I know specific things about her personal journey because I've talked to Bryn for hours. They want to know specific things about their problem. And problems are surprisingly common. You know, if you're in a particular industry, you know, you have probably the same problem. So with just a few pieces of not information that is more common knowledge, you can create a deeper sense of personalization as opposed to a bigger, wider thing. You know, if, for instance, with this list of of referral partners, I didn't just say, hey, let's talk sometime, right? I said, hey, based on what I know about you, I think you, we could be good referral partners. How can we talk about building each other's business? So, so that list of 500, that was mainly referral partners? 
Yeah, that was all people that they weren't existing or for partners or people I'd met through networking or whatever that mm -hmm. basically I they, they didn't fit any of my, you know, they were kind of more centers of influence to use the networking term. They, they weren't people that I thought fit like direct fits for me to go after into, into a um, prospecting funnel. Exactly. But there are people that I thought I could leverage to add more to my prospects. So two questions I have, and I know poor Bryn hasn't gotten to ask anything yet, but this, I, this is fascinating to me. Um, so out of 500, mm -hmm. how many, how many would you say that you, that you actually got through and reached and, and had a, a substantive conversation with? So far, that number is probably close to 50 or 60. Okay, and that does that's great numbers. Those that are is, that is and, and it's and it's ongoing, right? Oh yeah, so yeah. it's just going to go up, right? Absolutely. So, and and just for the audience, your win here. What was your win? What what would you consider a win with each of these calls? So, a win to me would be somebody who had not heard from me for a while or did not remember me, and all of a sudden I was top in mind for them to recommend to other people. Now, I mean, bonus points if they can, um, if they're like, hey, yeah, let me refer you to blank and blank. You know, mm -hmm. if they have people immediately, they're like, here's some people I can I can send your way business wise, you know, bonus points. But I've gotten all kinds of cool benefits from this, right? Like a guy's doing my website right now for free that I talked to. There's an ad platform There's that wanted huge. me to try them. I know. There's an ad platform that wanted me to try We're going through that now and it's definitely not free. No, no. I was like, uh, you want to do that for free? Okay, dude. And he's like, yeah, I know, you know, lots of people that would be good, good clients for me. So, and I know you talk, I'll do yours for free and you'll tell the world about it. And that's smart. So I, I think it's safe to say that, that in this case, a win for you is having a conversation, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and so the takeaway is that, that yes, it takes a, a little bit more work to segment them to do that but you're getting much better results. And I'll go ahead, Bryn. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, you're reading my mind. So yeah, so ultimately what's happening, and this is something we teach and, and Bill just, he's like, I'm not gonna say it because Bryn wants to say it so badly, which is, you know, what we teach with LinkedIn and the outreach in order to really customize and tailor the experience, you need to slow down the outreach to speed up the outcome. And, and so, you know, what you're saying is awesome. And I'm also hearing that, you know, you, there, there are different levels, right? There's templated stuff that's just going out, mm -hmm. highly custom stuff that you're typing every time. But then there's this piece in the middle that's tailored, right? right? Like it's a template with fill in the blank here so they know that, that this is about them. And I think that's where the magic lives. I, you know, I don't know that we've ever talked about it exactly like that, but I do think that there are these these three ways of messaging and you're falling right in the sweet spot of you don't have to recreate it every time, but make sure that there are things in there that they know this was not a bot sending you a message. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So I love that. So if I'm a if I'm a sales professional that's listening right now, whether I'm part of a team, maybe I'm a sales leader, maybe what's going into my mind is, yeah, but there's all that work up front there. There's, you know, that segmentation that now get granted if they have a CRM that's being done for them. But what's your what's your advice to someone who maybe isn't using a CRM right now? We and, have uh, one. We have one, but, but 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 the chief sales officer doesn't doesn't use it. What's your yet, advice for yet. 
full, full disclosure, I'm being transparent. It's new. Honest. Wait, um, so it's new. We're working our way into it. So what's, what's your advice to me uh, about how to go about doing that in an orderly fashion to segment? Well, so first I would say, Bill, shamey, shamey. Okay. My number one advice to anybody who isn't using a CRM in 2021 is um, do it. Like these tools aren't hard. I mean, there's a free version of HubSpot. There's literally no reason for people to be working through spreadsheets and, and giving themselves headaches and trying to crunch this stuff themselves. Okay. There are fairly advanced tools, fairly cheaply available now that mm -hmm. are well worth. We paid and we right. have one that's right. lovely. Right. And we're going to use it. So here, I'm going to just on a side note, because this is something that we need. We have a full-time project manager who is going to keep us honest. And every day, who, who's new in your, your pipeline? Let's add them in. So we recognize our gap and we know we have. So our project manager launches all our clients. We have a, a pretty good system in place for we have a great system in place for client launches and onboarding and all that stuff. Yeah. The sales piece, we used to have a CRM. We used to have a CRM that we replaced because it was a CRM and email. Then we moved to Kajabi for our e-learning and our email. Uh -huh. It didn't have that CRM piece. So now we have we brought that back in. So full disc, we did used to use one and right. we need to do that again. But at the end of the day, you know, and, and I hear that you're saying these are, are free tools. It sounds like the cadence, putting that cadence together yeah. um, when it comes to this is, is, is critical. I mentioned back in, in, I was a chief learning officer of an employee advocacy tool years ago, and um, we had sales loft. And sales loft was our cadence, right? It took you completely from... Right. entering them into all those touches and it would automatically, it knew how many days to wait between each touch and then yep. bring it back to the top of the pipeline. What do you recommend for larger organizations are investing in these tools? Yeah. What do you recommend for the coach or the entrepreneur or the, even the individual sales rep that doesn't have the support from their company? What are some tools you mentioned HubSpot? What are some tools that they can use that are affordable and but do that job? So I think HubSpot is a great one um, because you can, um, you know, again, there's a there's a free option. Anything with a free option is probably a good place to start to get your feet wet in what you're doing. Um, I will say, you know, if you're trying to do this on your own, if you're trying to organize it with spreadsheets or Word docs or whatever, you know, you can map it out, but it, it won't have the same effect. So the next question, that's good. So we'll just put HubSpot as the tool to do something like that in. Um, th I think that's great. I want to ask one more question and then I'll let Bill talk again. Eight touches. Talk to me just randomly. What are like the eight touches in the time between? So touch number one, like just pretend. So, touch number one for me is always phone. Touch number two and three are most likely phone. I mean, excuse me, are most likely email. Okay. Uh, touch four is usually either a text or a social. Um, and then we'll do another phone call at five days. And then at six, six days um, will be a, uh, an email and then we'll rest a day and have a final phone call. Those won't be like, those will be uh, business days, um, you know, and, and some of that it's for just on my part, you know, what I've found works for me. I mean, there's a huge variance there. Some people put their eight touches over a month. 
You know, some people have found that it works better over two months. Um, I would say start tight and then expand out. You'll have better front of mind if it's like, you know, if it's tight together. Um, there are some industries that you'll find that that pisses people off. And so you need to stretch it out. So I'm going to say, because this show is making sales social. So if you were going to front it, because this is sort of a softball back to Bill, if you, you know, you were going to front this with social touches first, what would they be? And then I'm going to ask Bill the same question. Well, I mean, uh, for me, it would probably be uh, definitely LinkedIn. I, I would, uh, you know, send them a message that was very like centric to them that, you know, showed like a, um, you know, like a, I do a brief bit of research on their thing, but maybe say, hey, you know, here's an article that I think you might enjoy, you know, yeah. or something like that, um, you know, and uh, if they were, you know, I might send them like a, you know, um, if I'm already connected to them, then it's a no brainer to do it that way. If I'm not connected to them, um, I probably should ask you guys what I should do because I'm torn as far as which way to take. I, yeah, that's fine. Um, as far as, you know, the connection request goes, but um, you know, if I'm not connected with them, send them a connection request. You know, what I've been doing up until now is saying, cause if, if I'm sending the connection request means they're saying connection. Um, and I say, Hey, we're connected to X number of people thought you'd be a decent person to connect with, you know, thanks in advance, that kind of thing just to show them I'm not crazy. Or if I met them at an event or something, I'll say, Hey, good seeing you at X event. And then, you know, kind of like I did with you, Brent initially, right? I yeah. Said, you you had a lot of touch points before we ever talked. So right. yeah. So Bill, you want to share what you'll do and then maybe I'll so, share. So what, what I would do is I don't use the mutual connections to me. Um, nowadays, that's kind of like the LinkedIn version of, Hey, do you come here often? <laughs> and, and you know, I, I had someone today actually reach out and use that, but gave me the names of two people, and I knew them, so that was good. But what I, if you're not connected to them, here's I would recommend going and looking at their their activity and engaging on their on their posts, uh -huh. and that will give you give you more of a context to connect with them. Hey, hey, Richard, I saw that you commented on Bryn's post on X Y Z, that really resonated with me. And, and so doing it that way actually gives a, a, a more propensity that they're going to accept and, and, not, and you're on the right foot. And then it gives you another opportunity to share more, more content. You were right on the, on the button with if you're connected with someone already, sending them content. Here's the key, though. You want to send content that they want to read, not content that you want them to read. Right. And, and that's where we and that's where we kind of we, we used to get this wrong all the time. But it's looking at their magnets, looking at the people that they're following and that they're engaging on the content of and say, hey, Richard, I saw you. You commented on Bryn Tilden's article on being a thought leader on LinkedIn. I thought you may want to also look at her day in the life of a social mm -hmm. seller. You may find this interesting. Also, now you're just being a resource. And, and that's the most important thing I think nowadays is, is to be a resource. In all of those seven or eight touches, what we would wanna do is provide absolute value. No pitches at all really, just you know, here's something we thought you'd find useful because that's really where it, it gets people to draw in and, and want more. And I will add, if they are not engaging on content, look at your shared connections and reach out to them and say, hey, how well do you know Bill? And you know, you'll come back and say, hey, I just did a show on the sales experts channel with Bill, right? Go, yeah. great, you know, I'm looking to get in front of him. And then we can either lead that to uh, an introduction or permission for me to drop your name. Cool. So that's another way in anyway, okay. but yeah. So 
Well, we are out of time, but wow, Richard, this has been fantastic. I've got a whole page full of notes and I know the folks that are listening got a lot, a lot, a lot of value. So, so thank you so much. Thank you guys. I and learned so something too. I was writing down something at the end there. So awesome. Thanks. And you can go back and rewatch this and, and listen, but, um, but if, if folks wanted to, to stay in touch with you, connect with you, how can they find you? Um, well, so LinkedIn is a great place. Uh, Richard Rothstein, it, it make sure you just send me a message with the star. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, but, uh, also, uh, they can email me at Richard at Rothstein consulting.com. And, uh, if you let me know, you saw me here, I'll give you a free one hour consultation. Uh, to kind of walk through your sales strategy and, uh, you know, and see uh, what, what makes sense. Fantastic. Wow. We'll, we'll put all that information in the, uh, in the resources page for you great. all. So great. Well, thank you so much. Thank Thanks you. everyone. Once again, for listening Absolutely. and watching us here on making sales social. All right. Bye, Bye everyone. Thanks for listening and join us again for more special guest instructors bringing you marketing, sales training, and social selling strategies that will set you apart. Don't forget to subscribe to get the latest episodes from the Making Sales Social podcast. Leave a review down below. Tell us what you think, what you learned, and what you want to hear from us next. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Visit our website, socialsaleslink.com, for more information.